Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to a Thunder and Lightning Extra here on Super Talk Mississippi. All of our extras are brought to you by College Corner. Check them out online at collegecornerstore.com or check out either one of their locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet or by the Half Shell in Flowood for the biggest and widest selection of Mississippi State merchandise or any other college's merchandise here in the Magnolia State. So this holiday season, Black Friday coming up, you got a Bulldog, a Rebel, a Golden Eagle you need to buy for, check out College Corner and find what you are looking for. Joining me now, the Yin to my Yang, the other half of the Sports Talk Mississippi team, Brian Scott Rippey. Brian, we're going to talk about Ole Miss's defense today against Mississippi State's offense, which may very well be a resistible uh, object has meet the, uh, the movable force kind of situation. Neither one of these units are particularly good. I look at Ole Miss and I see the secondary. That, that's where they're weak. They've been pretty good against the run this year. State, not great in the passing game, but they've been a good running team this year. Can State run on Ole Miss would be my first question, I guess. That's a good question. I think they can with manageable success. The difference between Ole Miss, I think the biggest difference uh, a year ago, from a year ago, is that they don't allow teams to just run absolutely wild on it. I think Ole Miss is very uh, middle of the pack. SEC rush defense, I believe the last time I checked, they were 7th or 8th in the SEC in yards allowed per game. They give up right about 130 per game. And for you know a unit that got ran all over last year, that is a dramatic improvement. I mean, they were last by a long margin. So, yeah, they can, I think they will have intermittent success. Obviously, there's, with the back like Colin Hill, there's always a potential that he goes nuts. And that was kind of the Ole Miss's detriment in the Missouri game is the Roundtree kid. Ole Miss couldn't stop him and really couldn't stop his backup either. That led to them not being able to get off the field on third down. But aside from that game, Ole Miss has been pretty good against the run against most teams. And so if they can kind of hold Hill into that 120-130 range, like as I mentioned on a radio show this week, early, earlier this week, I think even if Hill gets over 100 yards, Ole Miss should be okay. You just can't let him get in the 175-180 range. What's been the biggest difference for this team? Because I know Mike McIntyre has done a fantastic job, but just for, for me, it looks like he's, he's taken the guys who weren't good a year ago and he's made them good. It, it's not like they've brought in a whole bunch of, of new talent that's, that's, that's doing this for Ole Miss. Has it just been the, the difference in coaching or have some, some players from a season ago come up and, and emerged this year? You're mostly right, but I mean, having a, a Sam Williams, an outside linebacker, certainly helps, or, you know, the pseudo end spot, but I think it's mostly the scheme. Like you were saying, I think the 3 4 helps them tremendously because if you think about it, if you're a bad run defense, having to cover less space, particularly as a linebacker, would certainly help, and that's the case there. He's made them better tacklers, and Mike McIntyre has a reputation of doing a lot with a little. So I think he's made them collectively better tacklers. I think they understand this scheme better, and I think this 3-4 suits a lot of the linebackers better, particularly a couple of the guys like Dante Evans comes to mind being an inside guy in this 3-4. A couple of guys that have shifted outside that used to play defensive end, like Kadir Shepard comes to mind as well. So I I think this overall, particularly in the linebacking course, fits their skill set better uh, under this 3-4 than the 4-2-5 did. And McIntyre, good defensive coordinator, Weston McGriff was not. That That is one of the – I talked to one of your counterparts. I talked to Ben Garrett yesterday on his podcast. I, I've come to the conclusion Wesley McGriff is, an, is a, a genius. Because no, not, not quite. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why I think this. Rippy, if you could quit your job with Sports Talk Mississippi today, right, go work somewhere else and make about $2.5 million in doing so, and then come back to the same job you have right now, 
like nothing ever happened, wouldn't you do it? Yeah, absolutely. That's what he did. That's what he did. It's brilliant. When I look at yeah. when I look at Ole Miss in the secondary, uh, you know, obviously they they've had their problems with Joe Burrow and Tua, but that's that's somebody that everybody had problems with. But they gave up a lot of yards to Bo Nix, gave up a lot of yards to Chase Garber from Cal, who was having a terrible season uh, prior to that game. What is the Ole Miss secondary, and do you think State can take advantage of some of those 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 weaknesses back there? I think they can. I think after the uh, after the Cal game, you kind of saw a shift, and we noticed this in the Alabama uh, week. The next week after they lost to Cal, it almost started playing a lot of younger guys in the secondary. You know, DeAndre Prince. I mean, you had Keedron Smith, who's already a starter, but a sophomore. Um, I'm blanking on a couple other guys now, but they were not getting the production. I think they thought they were going to get from guys like Jalen Julius has kind of struggled this year. Um, Jalen Jones really hadn't looked like the same player from that ACL injury. He actually won't be playing in this game. He had an injury. that don't exactly remember what it was in the LSU game. He's out. Some of their older guys, um, Armani Linton kind of falls into that same category as well, just really weren't playing well. And so they had to lean on a lot of younger guys like the DeAndre Princes um, of the world. And, you know, Tay Standifer got in there some. Um, I mean, just coupled it off the top of my head. And those guys really, Jay Stanley, they took their lumps early on, but they've improved. But, I mean, it's still definitely the weak point of this defense, and I think State, I think they can take advantage of it. I just, I don't know, because Ole Miss hit the teeth of their schedule when they started playing these these younger guys, and so they're playing against really good receivers, and that's not really State's strong suit. So no. I think they can in spots, but they're, they're, as you mentioned on the show earlier this week, it, it's going to come because of Stephen Gidry and guys like this making plays. I think Stephen is a good enough quarterback too, but his receiver is going to catch the ball. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I think I, my prediction right now is Mississippi State uh, thirty-eight, Ole Miss thirty-five. Regardless of who you think is going to win, does a high-scoring game favor either team? Mm, I mean, I guess State because they have they have more of an ability to throw the ball uh, than Ole Miss does, where like. Like, if it's a high-scoring game and Ole Miss is playing from behind at any point, like, they rely so heavily on the run, but not just the run, on one player busting big plays. I don't think they're equipped to kind of get in a shootout. I mean, you saw that. Not that they were ever going to win a shootout with LSU or anyone, for that matter. is It was over after they got down early. They just weren't equipped to kind of come back in that game. So I guess if it's a shootout and it's kind of a track meet back and forth, I would say that favors State a little bit just because, they're able to throw the ball a little bit better. Not a little bit, a lot better than Ole Miss. One last question here. The Ole Miss pass rush, you know, State has, has been okay against the pass rush. They haven't given up a ton of sacks. Both Stevens and Schrader, when he, they played their mobile guys. Who, who should State fans be watching out for, as for in terms of getting after the quarterback for Ole Miss? I guess it starts with Sam Williams. I think he's the most talented player on the defense. He's a kid that uh, – I wrote about him earlier in the year, overcame some stuff off the field, but a kid that was a basketball player until his senior year in high school, um, went to Northeast, kind of figured some stuff out, ridiculously athletic, ridiculously long. I think it would start there. You know, Kadir Shepard's been pretty good on the other side. They've been a pretty good tandem. And then, you know, for defensive tackle, some of those guys, Josiah Cotney, um, Benito Jones in particular, have, have, have gotten pretty good pass rush for defensive tackles and interior defensive linemen. But, Pass rush has really been the biggest difference with this defense this year. They didn't get pressure on the quarterback at all last year, and they've done better. But if you're looking at one guy, it's definitely Sam Williams. All right. 6.30 kickoff at Davis-Wade Stadium. Brian, Scott, Rippey, and I will both be there. We will have a pregame periscope, postgame periscope, and, of course, follow us both on Twitter 
uh, for, the, for the Rebel side, for the Bulldog side, and everything else happening at the Egg Bowl. Man, I'll see you uh, tomorrow. Sounds good, dude. See you tomorrow. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.